And welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm Vince, and I'm here with my co-host, Stevie D. Stevie D, yet honestly, if this was on a regular cable news network channel, we'd be fired. Because we are always starting at like 801, 805, 754. Yeah, you know, know, think about it this way. You know when, when companies do their company town hall meetings online? Yes. Right? You can never start on time because you got to let the audience build up in anticipation. And that's what we're doing. Very good. <laughs> I'll go with that one. I'll go with that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so before we get started, right, a little, little bit of uh, general housekeeping that that um, I want to make sure that we do. Uh, you know that Dana, who is, uh, you know, our chief marketing officer, uh yeah, well, we'll just give him that title of chief marketing officer. But uh, with that being said, I, I wanted to uh, just send uh, some prayers um, and thoughts over his way um, as uh, he has a family member right now who um, is in the hospital and, you know, just praying for a speedy recovery and, you know, everything works out the way that it should. So wanted to make sure we started the show with that. Uh, Again, what's your family? You know, we're all family, right? And uh, just like Terry, you know, all, all, all of the folks that are out there that, you know, are, are loyal to the show, we want to, we do want to show that love to them. So to Dana, to Pam, you know, we, we wish you all the best and, and a speedy yeah, recovery there. Absolutely. Now we move away from that and the big we, news. We got some cooks in the kitchen. We got some cooks in the kitchen. We do. We got a we got we got a baker. We got a baker. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, how do you how do you start it? Right, breaking news. I I you know hit you up. I you know you're always the one like. Do you guys hear what happened? Right. The, you know this is this is probably the benefits of being on what they call PTO. So you know you just lay around. You listen to the radio. You're on Twitter. You're doing all these things. All of a sudden, it pops up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you beat me to a story. I, yeah, I was, uh, I don't know what was going on. I'm delayed. Like, what in the world, right? So, we knew it was going to happen, right? It was the worst kept secret. And that's Baker Mayfield leaving the Cleveland Browns, being uh, jettisoned to the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, wait, no. They somehow <laughs> found themselves out of that deal. And he ends up with the Carolina Panthers. Interesting move here by the Carolina Panthers. The whole the whole trade was interesting, right? Because Cleveland is going to still pay part of this year's salary for Baker. Well, not just part of. Uh, yes, right, more now, than fifty percent, I believe. Baker took a pay cut in this year's salary as well. It, it wasn't that big, but he took part of a pay cut. But what's interesting? This whole thing just stinks right and you know you listen to some of the cleveland brown fans stevie d and before the trade was made they were like you know typical browns right you you have a starting quarterback takes you to the playoffs you know now all of a sudden there's bad blood with your your quarterback who's supposed to be the best one you've had in 20 years right and then now you trade for a guy who has an impending suspension four, six, eight, the season, if not more, right? But now, since you traded for this guy, now you have basically shunned the guy that has helped you, right? Right, And so now that bridge is burnt. 
And here you are sitting with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. I mean, you're, how is this possible? How is this possible? It, nobody could handle it. I mean, they were – I'll say Baker was the bigger man out of this. The Cleveland Browns front office, they acted right. like a bunch of buffoons. They really did. They acted like they didn't know how to operate as a front office in the NFL, right? And you you acted like you hadn't done business before, right? You and I do business. You don't burn bridges. You may not like somebody or may, you know, have a disagreement or whatever. But at the end of the day, right, you, you, you nod, you smile, you say the right things, right? We know coach speak. We know GM speak. We know all of that. We, we play around and we do that, right? These guys can't do that. And, and now you're forced to send Baker to Carolina. And oh, poor Sar- Sam Darnold. Huh, that's your guy. <laughs> oh no, my guy! Yeah, we got rid of that bum. <laughs> that, that's your guy. But Stevie you know, D, Sam's going to turn into Tyrod Taylor, right? He's going to always be the backup. I'm going to be the starting quarterback, and then they bring in another quarterback. That, that's right. Now, Stevie, think about this: Carolina has now from the 2018 class, they have the number one pick in Baker Mayfield. They have mm-hmm. the number three pick, right? They're definitely you know they're not getting the number seven pick. So he's off the table. They could go get the number 10 pick because he's a free agent. So they might as well just load up with everybody in that draft well, class. Well, they can get Rosen. Maybe Rosen can make a comeback. I mean, it happened for Tommy Maddox back in the day. So maybe Josh Rosen. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. We talked about it last week with Carolina where um, – you know, from the they went from Bridgewater to Sam. Now, now we talked about them probably going to have to go get a quarterback, and now they get Baker. And it's just uh, they're scrambling here. And I don't know if Baker's necessarily the answer uh, there, but I do think it's an upgrade over Sam Donald. Uh, if Baker can stay healthy, right? Because he's got he's got what shoulder injury issues, right? So, I mean, it's a big if. But I think if I'm Carolina, unless you're Robbie Anderson. Because Robbie Anderson's like, no. I was like, wow, Robbie, like, you cannot do that. You cannot what? do that if he makes a trade. Like, come on, you got to be better than that. Right. And I know you're trying to stick up from your boy, but your boy is done. Right. Uh, now, do you keep Sam on the roster? Like, how, how does that work? How do you trade for Baker? Well, what do you do in 2023 is the question. Well, Sam's, Sam's a free agent. This is it. It's so, and so is Baker. They yeah, both but, they both are at that fifth year. Right, but you already know what you had in Sam because you had that trial run. You know Sam is not the answer, so he's done. So, you know, for Baker, he's playing for a contract to stay in Carolina, which is dangerous. That is the dangerous one because he'll going? throw up for 6,000 yards, <laughs> throw for 50 touchdowns, and then just cash in that payday. Yeah. Yeah. Look, there, there, there's issues there that we don't know about what happened in Cleveland. Obviously, look, you have a chance to get Deshaun Watson, that talent, that's an upgrade. And they went out and got him, right? So they made the trade. I, I don't fault Cleveland for making that trade. You upgraded that quarterback room. Whether he plays this year or not, you upgraded that quarterback room. You set your franchise up because you re-signed him for success down the road once he gets on the field. So I, I have no problem with what, what Cleveland did there. It's just, you know, Baker, I just – Longevity in the NFL, I don't know. I see you were you, were you were a Baker fan during the draft. No, I was not. That was not. 
See, I and a lot of people compared Baker to Johnny Manziel. I was like, and that's, and that, that was me. That was me. I'm like, yeah, I'm not not a fan, not a fan at all. And uh, no, he surprised me because there was moments yeah. that he performed really well. I thought there was moments when they made that playoff run, and, and I did. I think they win a game against Pittsburgh. They beat the Steelers without the coach. Didn't they win a playoff game? They, they may have. I'm not sure on how that unfolded. So, but it, it's like you saw those moments with, with Baker and how he electrified the crowd in Cleveland and they all rattle around him. And you, you're like, you want to root for a kid like that uh, because he's an, he's undersized for his position. And so you kind of root for that kid that everybody says, oh, you got to be six foot four, six foot five. No, you know, you want to root for a kid like, like Baker. And, and it's just a shame that, uh, you know, they, they moved on a different direction. But obviously there was problems between the coach uh, and, and the quarterback. I think we saw that coming for the last two years. There was rumblings, right? Um, and I think coaches today, it's just interesting, coaches today are ready to move on quickie, quickly um, if that's not that guy. Like he got to work with him. Yeah. Not the guy that can execute my offense the way I want it, and, and I want to move on. And I think Steph Nansky, right? Yeah, I always trouble with his last name. Um, he, yeah, you got it. Kevin. He's earned that in Cleveland where earned that trust factor with the front office and the fan base saying, Hey, you guys haven't made the playoffs in how long I'm here, how quickly. And I, and I fixed and got you in the playoffs. I'm telling you, this is not our guy. And now, he told the front and, office, we'll get me to Sean Watson and we'll make this thing work. In, in, in all fairness. Right. And you're right. Because we talk about this all the time, right? When the coach gets fired, the coach is usually tied to the quarterback. Right, and so he wants to bring his guy in and, and all of that. But in all fairness, think about this from a Baker perspective. And I'm not riding the Baker train or anything, but he's had multiple coaches there in Cleveland. Right? He, he, he had our boy, right? He had Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> and, and now he has Kevin Stefanski, right? Yes, Stefanski helped take them to the playoffs, right? But I believe that Baker was a large part of them going to the playoffs, right? He would not have done that with Deshaun Kaiser. He would no. not have done, no. <laughs> done that with all the other quarterbacks that you look at the list of quarterbacks that they had, right? And is Baker the quarterback to take him over the top? I don't know. I, I know he's – what I believe in Baker is Baker's a winner, right? I believe that he is a winner. Um, but – you know, does that translate to the NFL? Which you, you know, what you do in college does that translate? But you also brought the weapons there, and th there was poison there, and it may have been Baker, right? Because think about it—he got all the endorsement deals, right? And if he wasn't mature to handle the endorsement deals, and I, I forget the stadium deal where he's making nachos and setting the alarm and you know painting and all that kind of stuff, right? If, if he's not mature enough to handle that, then yeah, maybe that could have created some division there in the locker room. I need you more in the film room than out in the commercial field. I need you more in the film room. Right. I also think this is a humbling experience for Baker to go through this where a team doesn't want you. Um, and now he's traded. And I, I think he'll become a better quarterback. And I, I think he may show immaturity, in the, but I think – Inside, I think he realizes, okay, I have to reset. I need to refocus. I'm on the Carolina, and I want to prove people wrong. But we have to be careful. We have, we have to be careful. And I know I said maturity, right? And I'm guessing, 
right? I, I am truly guessing just based off of all the ads and advertising that he had, right? But I do believe from the way things were handled at the midpoint of last year where he had the shoulder injury, played through it, then they sat him, then, you know, all of that that was going on, to then the offseason, the early part of offseason, when all this started to just, you know, start to grow, I think Baker showed extreme maturity out sure. of all of that. His mm-hmm. letter to the fans in Cleveland, right? He he didn't rip into the organization, right? He he very well could have. When Deshaun, when the trade was consummated for Deshaun, right? He didn't do that. Only thing he said is, hey, the bridge is burnt, right? If you want to come back, because, and again, on the other side of the fence, they were taking pot shots, like kicking him as the man's going out the door, right? Didn't have a landing spot for him, and they're just throwing darts at the guy. And he said, you know what? And, and that was even up to the other day. You know, if you want me to come back, you have to make the first move. He, he didn't say anything about the GM, about the owner, about the coach or anything. And then they, they made the move and they got rid of him. But I think it's the best move for all parties. It, it, it was not going to work staying behind. We talked about it. How is he going to perform? I, I thought he would have performed fine because it's contract year and, and he's got to perform. Um, and I think he yep. would have done it. I don't think he would have sulked and, and done a bad year because it would have hurt him financially and, and costing him a job. But at the end of the day, the Cleveland Browns needed to trade him before the draft um, to maximize the value, and they got nothing. They got nothing back. And in fact, they're actually paying over two, uh, over half the salary. So they didn't win at all in this trade. Um, in fact, so uh, it's the Browns. <laughs> Just leave it at it's the Browns. It, 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 I you, you, your heart breaks for them. For the fans, they put all that hard, hard-earned money uh, into memorabilia, into going to the games, all that stuff that goes into you know rooting for your for your fan base, and you just sit back and you just say, uh, it, "It's it's the Cleveland Browns, right?" I, what t- Tampa Bay went through that, Green Bay in the '80s, right? Went through a really bad stretch. Tampa went through a bad stretch. Jets are going through a bad stretch. You know, Buffalo went through a bad stretch, right? When you have bad leaders and you compound it year after year, right? Whether it's your GM, your owner, um, your head coach, you just you just cycling through, you know, right? And then you're drafting all these these players with the number one pick, number two pick, number three pick, but your team is so bad, your quarterbacks can't succeed because your whole foundation is 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 a mess, and they just couldn't get out of the way. And they actually started building it really good with Dorsey. Um, there and getting some players in there. So, anyway. So, Stevie D, and you see, you know, if you're going to wear spectacles, I'm going to need I, to I can't see without him now. <laughs> Forget it. Are you kidding me? Who's that? The, this segment is okay. brought to you by <laughs> Actually, speaking speaking of optical, and, and I would love if they were, were a sponsor, but I, I went to go with glasses. Right? I had to go do the full workup. So it, it was it was crazy. I'll keep it short. It was crazy. They call me in. I walk into the one room where they do all the tests, right? And I sit down. And the guy's got his phone up, and he's got the golf tournament up. I was like, oh, all right. And so now I'm sitting in the chair. He's just like, uh, hold on, let me do some things. And I'm watching the whole tournament. Then we start talking, and uh, of course I'm rocking my OW Sports hat. 
He's like, what's OWSports.net? I was like, oh, I have a podcast. You got to, you know, check us out. I said, me and my buddy, he's a Jet fan. I'm a Bills fan. We talk football. He's like, oh, absolutely. Right? And then we started just just talking, and then time was up, so I had to go to the other guy. He goes, make sure you talk to this guy because the doctor, you know, he's a, he's a big Colts fan. I was like, all right, I can do that. It was the best visit. I go, I hang out with him now, right, checking glasses <laughs> and contact. We're talking sports and just going over the whole thing. It was a great visit, right? And so, um, yeah, if uh, you're ever in the Tampa area, uh, let, let, let me know. <laughs> and I'll tell you to go check these guys out because it, it was it was really good. It, it was enjoyable. Then And then I come out for the glass fitting. I come out for the glass fitting. So the girl's over there. She's like, well, what glass do you like? I was like, oh, I like these. And I'm like, let me ask you a question. Do you always play Biggie? Because they had played like two Biggie, right? They had two Biggie subs. I was like, this is, you know, this is a great experience, right? right. She's like, no, but uh, is that what you want to listen to now? And so all of a sudden she just starts changes the playlist. And I have the hip hop playlist going on while I'm in there. I was like, oh, man, this is enjoyable. So, yeah, again, that, 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 that was a good, good visit. All right, enough of that. Stevie D, yes. we are finally done with the NFC uh, as we do tonight's show. Tonight's show is on the NFC East. And, um, you know, I, I will tell you that. As we've gone through the first three divisions in the NFC, I am not impressed with the NFC. I am not impressed. Yeah. When we do the AFC, I mean, you're, you're going to have to get content because each team is basically loaded. There, there are a few teams, right, that are struggling at the bottom, right? But the vast majority of the teams are packed in that middle to upper echelon in the middle, and then you have a couple that are at the top. But it, it's it's a loaded division. And if you're at the top, because the middle is so good, you can get knocked down very easily, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're not talking about running through a schedule where win, 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 right? It's, you know, is that home or away? That's going to be the first question you have to ask, right? right? Do I have my home field advantage? Or if I'm going on the road, is it, you know, on a prime time or is it one o'clock? There's all these things because the it, it, when when you look at the NFC, again, we, we did the NFC West, which may be the best top to bottom, but it's a garbage, it's a garbage division. And then we, then we looked at the NFC North, and it's only the Packers, yeah. right? Yeah. We looked at the NFC South. Even Baker going in there may change that a little bit. Depends. We don't know. It's too late. You know, I mean, we've already started some of the mini camps. So it's the basically the Bucks, And you, you just think, where is the competition in the NFC? I just don't see it. The, the, the power has shifted so towards the AFC. I remember, what was it, the 80s, right? Um, with the 49ers and you had the bears that, you know, with the dominant Super Bowl team. And then you had the 49ers. It just seemed like every year an NFC team was winning the Super Bowl. And some of them, they just weren't winning the Super Bowl. They were destroying the AFC teams. Right. And so it's now when you look at the AFC, when you, when you talk about the top teams and you talk about the quarterbacks, I mean, those are like, it's like murderers row all the way down. Right. You can name the quarterbacks and you're just like, wow, you go to the NFC the two best quarterbacks are 40 years old. Mm -hmm. One is going to be 45, and the other one's, what, 38? I mean, mm -hmm. come on. 
you're talking about those are the two best teams in the in the NFC, and they got quarterbacks that are you know, and geriatrics. I mean, come on. So it just yeah. tells you how the AFC is. Uh, it, you know, they it's so it's you know, out of the AFC. So, so it, you know, as as we get started, I guess you know we'll kick it off and we'll look at that team that finished number one, 12 and five uh, last year, and that's the Dallas Cowboys, um, uh, led by my preseason coach of the year, Mike McCarthy. Uh, it's the last time I'm going to say that because you know. <laughs> cut, cut. I can't believe you even brought that up. <laughs> well, you know, oh, I, had I, I had to. I give you credit. I give you credit. Ooh. But, you hey. know, there, there there was a legitimate reason for that. Uh, yeah, well, Dak didn't play the year before. Dak's coming back. I'm like, they're going to have a great year. And he, you know, just stay out the way. But no, he just somehow managed to put himself in harm's way. And oh, I mean, they finished twelve and five, but they could have been like fourteen and three. But but think about it; they were winning games despite their coach trying to give it away. It was yes. bizarre. Yes, horrible, <laughs> horrible. When we look at Dallas, Dallas uh, finished number one in the league for points, right? Uh, averaging thirty-one points a game. They finished seventh in the league in defense, which was interesting because now they they had the standout rookie of the year from from Micah Parsons, right? Just just flat out stud. But you know, interesting fact that everybody wants to go around. So Stefan Diggs' little brother, right? We're we're just gonna call him the little little bro, right? He was picking off everything, Stevie D, in the beginning, everything. <laughs> Yeah, but and then he, he gave up a touchdown on the next play. Well, and that's the thing. He led the league in yards against, but still had he he had 11 picks. It was feast or famine. He he's got to control that, right? He absolutely has to control that. But you know, you know, we're talking about the defense, but when you when you look at the Cowboys, first and foremost, uh Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat. Not not because you failed me, Mike McCarthy, last year, but you're on the hot seat because you you just you blew the season, right? Even though you finished 12 and five, you blew the season and you have Kellen Moore who was waiting in, in, in the wings. Everybody knows Jerry wants Kellen Moore in there as a head coach. Um, you know, but as long as I guess right now is McCarthy doesn't completely, you know, tank the season uh, and he's a good yes man. Jerry, Jerry will like that. Um, you, you, you like the fact that Dak is back now. Uh, with I see a what you season. did there. I see what you did there. Dak is back. Nicely done. I well, you know, I spit bars. That's how it goes, right? <laughs> uh, but but Dak is back. Uh, he played a full six, or well, he played sixteen of the seventeen games. Um, you know, he threw for forty, almost forty five hundred yards, and had thirty seven touchdowns and ten interceptions. A very nice bounce back type of year. Right. The the surprise, I think, more than anything, was Ezekiel Elliott. He definitely has lost that step. Um, so, you know, they they, they had um, they had some supplemental help. But, you know, when you look away from the running game and you start looking at the passing game, it's a it's a, it's a different it's a different animal over there now. Right. It, it is. But 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 but, you know, Tony Pollard. I think he's going to surpass Ezekiel Elliott for touches. 
He may. He, he very well he's may. Electric. He's electric, and he's not making any money. And I think they're going to to ride Tony. I think he's going to be a big part of that offense this year. He, he very well could. But, you know, I'm looking at the receivers. You, you got CD, right? Um, after CD, you got Michael Gallup. Um, and then they drafted a kid, um, Jalen Tolbert, who everybody likes out of South Alabama. So they, they, they like him. Um, it, it just seems like in, you know, they, they made some other signs, but it just seems like slowly but surely that offense that we knew that would have or could have been high flying is starting to decay a little bit. Right. Um, because again, Dak is, Dak was healthy and that's a good thing. But, you know, coming off of that type of injury, right, <coughs> the exact same, losing. And, and Amari Cooper, you know, we all thought it was a big splash trade, but never really turned out to what we thought it was. But he was still a legitimate receiver out there. And it, unless the rookies can come in, Michael Gallup, we always know, and I, I'm not taking anything away from Gallup, right, but we, we always see these guys that are playing in a secondary or tertiary type role, right, that third wide receiver, that fourth wide receiver that is getting, you know, nickel get, has the nickel coverage or the nickel corner or has the fourth DB on the field, right? Maybe the safety comes over to help, right? And he's able to put up these monster numbers, yeah. right? And we've seen it with all these slot guys that are running around. No disrespect to Edelman or Welker or Isaiah McKenzie or, or Cole Beasley, you know, just to name some of these guys because they put up these big numbers, right? But who are you going against? Are you going against DB1? No. Are you going against DB2? No. Right. And so now Gallup moving out in, in you know, out of that, that slot and, and potentially, you know, sitting out there as the second wide receiver, you're going to have tougher coverage, right? Those routes that you were able to get open no longer are there. So, and I'm not saying that he can't make it happen, right? I, I'm not saying that he can't, but it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, so, you know, I, I look at Dallas and as much as, you know, I, I look at that division, I'd say things, you know, you're still the cream of the crop of that division. I think you're down a little bit, right? I think you're down a little bit. They still have, um, you know, they had a good draft uh, addressing the offensive line. Um, they also got another tight end. Um, so that, that'll help them. I didn't like their, I didn't like the free agency. I really didn't. They sang, they signed James Washington wide receiver from Pittsburgh that, you know, you, you, exactly, exactly. Uh, you had Dante Fowler Jr., who is now just bouncing around from team to team to team. So, you know, you know what you're getting there. And then they had Ryan Null. And with, what's his claiming fan? He's the fullback, right? Maybe he's there to help Zeke. Maybe that's their plan. So, uh, you know, going through Dallas, I, I don't see – Dallas, uh, I don't see uh, happiness in the future for them. Go ahead. I, I see Dallas is – we talk about windows for teams. Yeah. And that window is closing. Yes. Because the playmakers they once had are either no longer there or they're aging. Yes. And, and, and such. And Dak is still obviously a high-level quarterback. But the pieces around him, I just – I look at this roster, just the offensive line is just not the same. Yeah. Right when Zeke, what four years ago, yes. that offensive line was legit with Dak, right? And Ezekiel Elliott, they were legit. And now it's all but done. All those guys are just about done, or at, either off the team or always injury prone. It's just not the same. 
right? They lost that stud center uh, due to injury. Um, Tyron Smith is just not the same. Collins is gone. It's just not, it's not that stud line. Um, and I just look at the Dallas Cowboys and they'll probably win the division because the division outside of the Eagles is very weak. I just, I don't know. I'm just not high on the Cowboys. I just talent wise, I look at that roster and I'm not, I'm not scared of playing the Dallas Cowboys. Not that I would ever be scared of the Cowboys, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's I, like, I, I'm completely tracking with you. No, no, they're, they're not the Cowboys that we knew or thought. Right. And sometimes you, you hear the names and it's a few years removed from what you really knew. Right. And so you hear the name of, uh, and as I do this, right, you hear the name of Zeke, right? You, know, you got to feed Zeke. You just got to let him eat, right? That that was the big thing that they had a few years ago. And, and he was running, jumping in uh, barrels and jumping all over the place, running for 125, 150, right? He's doing it both rushing and receiving. That's not the same Zeke, right? And, yes, you do have Tony Pollard, but, you know, same thing I'll say with Pollard as I'll say with Michael Gallup, right? You become running back one. Right. Can you shoulder that load? Right. Maybe you can. And I, I hope you can. I, I know a guy uh, who was a great Buffalo Bill um, and he was the second running back. Talk about Kenny Davis. Great running back. Right. But that he was a great running back to Thurman Thomas, who was a greater running back. Right. And so when you when he was called in for spot starts, he was, you know, putting up numbers, able to take it to the house. Remember the game against the Colts he goes for 70. Right. But when when you want him to be your number one running back, things change. Right. Now, oh, if you're a three down running back, you got to be responsible for pass protection. You got to be able to block for for maybe jet sweeps or whatever. You got to be able to run all the different routes. You, you, you just have to do so much besides carry the ball, right? And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that any of these guys can't do it, but it's just a different ball game from being the backup to being the starter, right? So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, you, know, the, you know, some of the bigger losses, I do want to just, you know, highlight some of these because this is where if you're not refilling that cover – this is where the fall comes, right? When you lose the lights of a Randy Gregory, right? When you lose a Connor Williams, when you lose a Cedric Wilson Jr., right? When you lose a, a Keanu Neal, right? Keanu Neal, who played linebacker, now going to the Bucks, going to play safety. But, I mean, you, you have guys that had significant amount of snaps on the field. You had guys that had production, and you're replacing them with – James Washington and Dante Fowler Jr. There is a problem. Yeah, that's that's where that roster is starting to change over, right? And uh, when you're when your losses, when you don't when you don't add add value back, and you take away from your roster, you're just coming down that next notch, right? You couldn't win last year in the playoffs with your roster that was better. You expect this team. To take a step forward, I, I don't. I don't see how. I. I don't. I don't either. From the players they lost and the players they add, it, it's not a, a like for like swap uh, to me. I. I thought they lost. Their Madden yeah. rating went down. Absolutely. Now you're at 82, and you're wondering <laughs> how is my team at 82? <laughs> All right, Stevie D. All got? right. You know, we we tried to get Mr. J on today, but uh, he he. Uh, 
he he couldn't make tonight's show to talk about the Eagles. So um, I'll be uh, I'm the lucky one to talk about the Eagles. So we got uh, year two in the Nick Sirianni uh, era in Philadelphia. They were uh, nine and eight last year as a refresher. Um, I thought they they had spurts last year where you can kind of see that okay maybe this this franchise is is trending upwards. Um, and then I thought that uh, their draft I thought they had a good draft day, mm-hmm. right? Right. They 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 draft Jordan Davis, the defensive. T- I mean, he's a large man. That is a large man they're putting in the middle there in, in Jordan Davis. Um, that was a, I, I thought a great pickup at thirteen, right? And then they make the trade, right? They lost out on the wide receiver Jamison Williams. I don't care what anybody says. They were all primed to take him, and then the Lions made the move, right? And then the Lions got Jamison Williams, and then. The Eagles, in my view, were like, uh-oh, what do we do? And uh, they they drafted Jordan Davis and made the trade for A.J. Brown. So when you think of the Eagles and how I'm setting this up with the Eagles, when you think of their offensive uh, team here, they're really helping Jalen Hurts out a lot. And I know Jay is not a big Jalen Hurts guy. He's still, he's still got a, a, a red butt over you know Carson Wentz going to the Colts and then to the commanders and then probably to the USFL next year. Right. Um, Cause I think Jay still thinks of him as a top six quarterback, but <laughs> you, you got, you, you have AJ Brown. Devontae CJ, Smith. CJ, this is what happens when you don't show up, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have no way to protect yourself. All right. So no, <laughs> but, but I, I, I kill him on the Carson Wentz, but I can't kill his Eagles. Um, because I, I think what they did with for Jalen Hurts, whether you like Jalen Hurts or not, you have to find out what you have, right? And and Jalen Hurts was really his first year was last year, his full first first full season in the league. Yeah, he got some starts the year before, but last year was his really learning experience to go through the whole season, right? And so when you look at adding an AJ Brown, look what AJ Brown did for for um, Tannehill in Tennessee, right? The stats. With A.J. Brown for Tannehill or off the charts, when Brown was injured, Tannehill was well below average. Well, hold on. Hold on. I think you may be giving Brown too much credit there in Tennessee because uh, when Derrick well, Henry – Well, he had Corey Davis there for a year. He had – No, else when you had? have Derrick Henry there, who, who just wears well, you a, down. A.J. Brown goes and gets it, and he can run with it. He can I, run with it. I'm I not calling him that. that cap. I don't disagree with that, but uh, I, I I think a lot of Tannehill's success. Derrick Henry got hurt last year too, right? So, uh, so I mean, Tana, I'm not a Tannehill guy, but when you look at Jalen Hurts and you say AJ Brown, you got a young Devontae Smith, you got Dallas Goddard at tight end, you got Miles Sanders as your as RB one. He's got some. He's got some players. Right, that are there to help him out, and I, I thought uh, adding AJ Brown one is going to help Devonte Smith tremendously, helping De- uh, Devonte Smith and and help him evolve is uh, is uh, RB two, uh, I mean wide receiver two. So uh, I do like what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball. Um, right, the defensive side of the ball, they got James Bradbury. Uh, the, the Giants cut him, right? So you got him. Um, uh, you got. Um, Ooh, uh, we, we, we lost the picture there with Stevie D. Not, yeah, exactly, not exactly sure what happened there, but uh, Stevie D was going going through 
um, you know, the, the Eagles roster and some of the folks that they have. One of the players that, that Stevie D, um, I, he may still have it on his list to talk about, uh, was the selection of the linebacker, Nicobe Dean, who, you know, as we were going through the whole draft, um, it, it was a little interesting uh, to see him slip. And, you know, obviously Georgia was sending everybody from their defense to the draft, uh, but the Eagles were able to find a way um, to somehow make, make that selection. It, it, it was it was very odd just, just to see how everything transpired with that. Uh, when I look at the Eagles and, and when I look at, um, you, know, you know, what they – what they are destined for in 2022. Um, yeah, I think Stevie D said it. I think everybody is saying it, right? It's all going to be on the shoulders of Jalen Hurts. Uh, and what can Jalen Hurts do and how can he perform uh, to keep them relevant in the NFC East? Oh, look, they, there he is. He's back. So, Stevie D, I was just talking about the Kobe Dean, um, the selection that they had. Uh, who slipped, but you know, coming off of that Georgia defense, and you know, certainly a lot of a lot of Eagles fans were happy. But at the end of the day, if they're going to be successful, it's going to have to come off with of the shoulders and the arm and of uh, Jalen Hurts to see what he can do. Yeah, they, look, they upgraded the defensive side of the ball. They needed to, right? You already mentioned Dean, and then you got Jordan Davis because you got Fletcher Cox. Cox that's old now, right? He's older, and so you got to start replacing some of these these older players. So. You know, I look at the Eagles' schedule, and I say to myself, wow, you know, they got a really good shot here because their schedule is nothing crazy. When you talk about their pre their premium matchups, Cowboys twice, Cardinals, Packers, Titans, Colts, Saints, Browns, okay? The first four games of the year are against teams that had a record last year of 21 and 46 combined. So they can get off to a really fast start. And their toughest stretch of the whole season is week 12 through 14 when they have I'll, – I'll give them the murderer's row of Colts, Packers, Titans for them. right? Those are the three tough matchups right in a row there late late in the year, mid, mid to late in the year. And honestly, I, I think the Eagles can make a run for it against the Cowboys. I really do. I, I think the Eagles – yeah, Jay, I said it. I, I think your Eagles can really can contend for the division title. Again, it's all going to be on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, right. But, but I thought they helped him. He's a year more mature. You know, as a starting quarterback, you've learned, right? The game is not as fast anymore, right? If you did your homework. If you did your homework. Here's, here's my problem with Jalen Hurts, right? Um, you know, they 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 had that game show, uh, will the real so-and-so please stand up, right? <laughs> And, and that's that's a scenario that you have with Jalen Hurts because at Alabama, highly touted, highly recruited, comes into Alabama and is garbage. I mean, flat out garbage. So bad that you make Tua look, you know, win the Heisman and you make Tua look all world, right? And then you get shipped out and you transfer, you go to Oklahoma, and all of a sudden, Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma has you contending for the Heisman. I mean, you threw up all kinds of crazy numbers. And people are like, this is not the same guy that was in Alabama, right? And so now you say, okay, well, maybe you can do it, right? You have that ability to do it. 
Then, you know, you get drafted, high draft. You, you get drafted. You, you go to the Eagles. Then we just see almost a return to Alabama-type Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah, but, but, but in fairness, right, look, Peyton Manning's rookie year was a disaster, right? Set the league for most interceptions. Your boy in Buffalo, Josh Allen, did not have a great rookie year, and look how well he's doing. So not every quarterback is going to come out of the gate and, and put up you know, great numbers. They're, they're learning, right? You go from playing against boys, going against men, that this is what they do for a living to make the money, right? And so there's a curve. How long does it take? You know, we always say it takes three years. Well, this is going into his third year. So I, I don't want to judge him or knock him. I want to give him every opportunity and make sure that the Eagles surround him with line help. You know, right? The offensive line's got to be solidified, get him some weapons and see what he can do. It's hard to judge a quarterback if you don't give him the weapons and the line and a foundation around a quarterback. Because if you think – we talk about it many times. If you think you can just plug in a quarterback and say, go win me some games, just because you're the, you know a high draft pick, that doesn't work in the NFL. So, right? so I, you know you know, I don't disagree with you there at all because I, I think that whether it be the offline conversations or even what we talked about last year, I, I don't disagree with that. But I do believe that there are traits that you see in the quarterbacks, right? And that's why I say, will the real Jalen Hurts step up? Because you have seen the traits. You have seen that he can do this. It's just a matter of converting that into he does do this. And he's done that in game. And I think that's why the front office there in Philadelphia, that's why the coaching staff, they, they felt comfortable moving on from Carson. They felt comfortable saying that you're going to be our guy. There was a lot of pressure for them to look at a quarterback this offseason, and, and they stood, stayed steadfast with Jalen. To me, you know, I'm not expecting Jalen to, you know, to throw for 70%. I'm not expecting him to throw for 50,000 yards, right? That First of all, that's not his game. But, right. but second of all, what, what I am looking for, um, and I didn't watch all the, all the Eagle games, right? You know, I, I tuned in, but I didn't watch them all. But I am looking for better decision-making, right? And sometimes, you know, sometimes you may have that gambler's mentality. Josh has that, right? Josh had that hero mentality, right? They showed a replay of the Houston playoff game, right? Dawson Knox is behind him. He's just like, as he's getting tackled, let me throw it behind him, right? That's that hero mentality, and he cut that out, and all of a sudden things got a little bit different. Peyton Manning, right, started to – all of a sudden the game just slowed down. It was already slow and just slowed down for him. But you see some of these quarterbacks to try to be the gunslingers, right? They think that they can, you know, fit it right through the eye of the needle. And they have to realize either it's timing or you have to look at the second the second route or the third route, right, and go that better decision-making. That's all I'm looking for from Jalen, right? If you can see that, then you'll see that maturation. You'll see that progress, and he'll be fine. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I do think the Eagles will take a step forward this year. I think their roster is better than last year. Um, I think they will contend for the, with the Cowboys for, for the division title. All right. So, CBD, let, let's go to the great American dumpster fire uh, that, that is known as the Washington football team, the Washington commanders, the Washington Redskins, what, whatever you'd like to call them. <laughs> But the team being led by the worst worst owner in sports, not just football, in all of sports, in Daniel Snyder. I mean, you want to talk complete dysfunction, right? Whether it be Snyder and his wife to all the people that they've had 
that have fallen in below, right? And a lot of times you'll see in companies and in organizations where the staff, they start to take on the traits and, and the, the ideologies of the, whoever their supervisor or their leader is. And, and obviously what Snyder's doing there, I mean, it permeated to Jay Gruden, right? We, we saw him sitting on the side of a building smoking a, smoking a joint, right? Like, what are you doing, right? We saw that most recently with Jack Del Rio, right? You know, making offhanded comments that he knows that he shouldn't make, right? But why do you do it? Because it's a, it's allowed and it's expected. <laughs> And so then it just comes out, right? But that's because there's no control at the top. If you say that I'm cleaning things up and it's going to be different, that's why you brought in Riverboat Ron, right? Well, Ron, you, you're just capitulating for for Daniel Snyder, to be honest with you, because you're not making the right changes. And by firing Del Rio, you know, you were you had to. That's not because you wanted to. You had to because he opened his mouth and sounded like a just a blubbering idiot. Not only did you do all of that, no disrespect, but you traded for Carson Wentz. You traded for Carson Wentz. You had Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic last year, right? And you had Tyler Heineke. I would have much rather you stay with Tyler Heineke than trade for Carson Wentz. And, and it's not because I'm a Wentz hater or anything else like that, but Wentz has pretty much reached his ceiling, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there's no glass ceiling there. You had Tyler Heineke in a playoff game against the, what ended up being the Super Bowl champions, right? And he played his butt off in that wild card game. He play, he took them down to the wire. So you knew that you had something, right? The, the stage was not too big for him. Oh, Jay. Oh. And we didn't think you were watching because uh, <laughs> if you were watching, we would have said something else. <laughs> I did but, give uh, you some love, Jay. I did give you Eagle some love. So, but uh, you, you know, you have somebody there. Instead, you decide you're going to deal some assets over to Indianapolis, who obviously they were tired of it. The team in your own division was tired of it. And yet you say, oh, here, uh, we'll take you, right? I think I can do things with him and mold it, right? That's not the right move. That's not the right move. Go ahead. Okay. Alex Alex Smith, who never says boo about anything, months ago has come out and says they are a dysfunctional organization. This is a man that never speaks publicly. He just doesn't do it. It's not his M.O. Even when things are going good, he's not one to jump in front of a camera. But he said that that organization is, for the most part, is a dumpster fire. And, uh, and he's glad to be out of that organization. It just goes to, you know, for a player not to come out and say anything, he's retired. There's no need for him to say anything. But he was asked a question, he answered. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with Washington. Washington finished seven and ten last year, right? The reason Miracle. why they finished seven and ten was because they actually have a kind of decent roster, right? You look at the defense that they have out there. They got it. They that that front four is legit, right? Led led by Chase Young and in uh, what's it, Montez Sweat. Right, and this kid a linebacker called Holcomb that's just a tackling machine, right? So they got a legit defense over there. Offensively, Terry McLaurin just just re up, right? Signed a five year deal, so he's good. And he's he's a very good wide receiver for them. Um, <laughs> uh, I I laugh because 
how, how do I put this? Um, J.D. McKissick. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a gentleman who uh, decided, no, I'm going to go back. After you had agreed in principle uh, to sign with a particular team, right? So I, I'm ready to erase you off just because you reneged on that on that deal there. But uh, you know, again, you you just look at look at that team. Um, they they have talent. Um, you know, they lost Landon Collins, and they think they it was a contract. Uh, they may be able to bring him back. Um, but I I see them with the pieces to be average right i see them with the pieces to be average i see them with a quarterback that makes them below average and i think because of carson wentz they fall from that seven to ten they you know they're going to be about a five-win team if daniel snyder has anything else to do with it they may be a three-win team competing with some of the teams we talked about before um you know you you had talked about the schedule and basically the schedule kind of holds true right because they're all paying playing basically the same teams when i when i look at their schedule though I started going to wins losses and I, I don't see them on a run, right? I had them win, loss, 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 <laughs> win, loss, 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 and, and just rinse and repeat, right? Um, I somehow had them splitting with the Giants and, and somehow with that, I had them with a six and six and eleven record. So again, holding true to, you know, taking that step back. Um it, it just things have to change. I think this is it for Rivera. I, I think no matter what happens, because they're, they're not going to be a playoff team, right? And so he's not going to be able to rest his head on that. And then he's going to sit back and say, do I really want to deal with all of this nonsense? Or they're going to make him the scapegoat and, you know, oh, it's your fault, Riverboat Ron, you know, the game passed you by and all that kind of stuff. So um, just, I just I just don't like it. I don't like like the what Washington has done. Um and, and, you know, for a division that has always prided itself on, you know, whether it be the Giants, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and, of course, Washington, um, it, it's kind of a shame, right, to, to look at, you know, the, the scar that they're putting on the on the division, the scar they're putting on the shield as a whole. Um, they, things have to change. We, we were just talking about said how RFK uh, had a fire, right? And it's just par for the course. Right, I don't even think that stadium was still up. I mean, it's been gone for how long? No, so I'm reading them like they said the Washington Stadium went on fire. I'm like, dang, they knew that stadium went on fire. And then I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, RFK, that yeah. that was still erect. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I, I do want to I do want to give two two shouts out that I did like that they did, and that was in the draft before I finish up with them. Um, in the draft, they got Jahan Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn State. Very, very good pick there, right? Will be a nice one-two punch with McLaurin, right? Uh, and then they signed. So, so we got Cook. We got James Cook from uh, from Georgia. But the guy I had on my on my draft board, same position, same college conference, just a different team. And that was Brian Robinson, and, and they signed him. Reason why I like Brian Robinson over Cook, and I understand why Buffalo drafted Cook, and he shows all that promise. But personally, I like the bigger back, right? I like the guy in, in today's game that we see, like a Laguerre Blunt, 
But if you go into past years, right, you give me a Jim Brown type running back. You give me an Earl Campbell type running back. These guys that just take on the contact, they want to deliver and keep going, right? The guys that wear you down, Derrick Henry in today's game, right? The guy that wears you down, you get to that fourth quarter. Look at this. Look at the numbers for Derrick Henry. What he oh, does in the first quarter, what he does in the second quarter, what he does in the third quarter, and then what just blows up in the fourth quarter, right? And each quarter, he's progressing greater yards per carry. And then that fourth quarter, that's because you wear him down. And you can have the passing league all you want, but you still have to have some semblance of a running game. This guy is a difference maker there. If he's used right, he is a difference maker. So, Were you calling him Jim Brown, uh, Derrick Henry? I did not. I'm just saying. Okay. I, I did not. I did not. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no, I, I call I called him Brian Robinson. That's what I called him. <laughs> a little bit of a difference. I thought you were gonna do a bold prediction there for a second, but all right. All right. You ready to take it? I am you know, favorite team. It's New York. You know, uh oh my dad's favorite team. The New York Giants. Oh, the Giants. You know, I, I there's nothing revealing good about the, the New York football Giants. Um, what are you talking about? I got Brian Dable. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on Dable here. Um, Giants were 4-13 in 2021. Fired their coach, Joe Judge. Joe Judge, in typical New England fashion, went running back to daddy and said, Daddy, can you give me a job? Sure, Joe, we'll take you back like you did with uh, – Matt Patricia and, and uh, McDaniels and everybody else comes running back to daddy when they fail at, 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 as a head coach. So Throwing darts. <laughs> I am throwing darts. Absolutely, I'm throwing darts. It's the, the Giants just bringing out of me. The man starts coming out. So, um, so they hired uh, Brian Dable from uh, your Buffalo Bills, um, uh, the former offensive coordinator of Buffalo, and now is the new head coach of the Giants. Um, no, the Giants are. It, it's going to be interesting, right? Because what what Brian Dable is going to be able to do with uh, let's call it what it is. It's Daniel Jones, right? That uh, that this ship's going to. They pillaged my Buffalo Bills. Let, let's be let, let's be clear about that. They they oh. stole my GM, who then oh, yeah. goes and starts raiding everybody. They got like five guys over there besides Dable. I'm anti Giants too. See, I, I told you, I, it just rubs off how oh, they hate for the Giants. But, um, you know, but the, the key, obviously, they're going to see, can Brian Dable, which I don't think he can, savage Daniel, uh, savage Daniel Jones, right? Um, they already declined his fifth-year option uh, for Daniel Jones because Gettleman, for whatever reason, felt the need to trade up to grab Daniel Jones early in the first round. When you probably could have got Daniel Jones in the third round of that draft, but okay. Um, so, hey, they got the fifth-year option. They they traded up to secure that fifth-year option, which the Giants declined. So, at the end of the day, this is an audition for Daniel Jones. I don't think he's got a snowball chance of re-signing with the Giants. I don't care what Brian Dable does with him. Um, I think Brian Dable and the Giants are going to move on from Daniel Jones and select their quarterback in this draft. Because when I look at the Giants roster, there's really nothing revealing about the Giants roster. There truly isn't. Uh, you got 
to me, Saquon's got to get traded, get value back because you got to rebuild this thing. You're overpaying for Leonard Williams. Um, I do love Blake Martinez, the linebacker. He got hurt last year. He's a solid, solid linebacker. They, they signed him a couple years ago from Green Bay. Um, so let, let, let me stop you there and take take the giant emblem off the. Off I can't the, do that. Well, just just kind of focus in your mind. Take take that. Okay. All right, all right. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, go. Th- this is pretty much either a feast or famine situation for Dable, right? Because he's going to a team, and just like you started rattling off, right, key, key, key pieces, big names, big contracts, but they have to go, right? Saquon and Marshall and, you know, there's some others, right? And so now you're really starting from square one, right? You, you got a couple draft picks that you had this year. You got a couple loose free agents, but, but nothing really is that major needle. They had no money. They had no money. They started the year uh, right at the thing over the cap, and they barely got underneath the cap. And, I mean, they had to cut James Bradbury, who wound up signing with the Eagles, because right. they needed the money. I mean, he was like 13 or $15 million against the cap. Right. They had to cut him to get underneath to start the year. I mean, they're in financial ruins. So there's nothing there. I mean, think about it. You're paying Leonard because you had no choice because you can't cut him. You're paying Leonard Williams at a defensive tackle. Like $27 million. That's a lot of money for Leonard Williams. How long, of a leash you, how long of a leash do you give Dable? Oh, he's gonna get a he's gonna get a leash because he's is, gonna does he get more than three. Well, you gotta you gotta figure the this is a this is a uh, uh a mulligan. He gets a mulligan for this year, no matter what happens, because you're stuck with Daniel Jones, right? So when you're stuck with Daniel Jones, you're gonna get a mulligan. They came in saying, "Okay, look, Dave, look, you, you're stuck with Brian uh, Daniel Jones. Um, you're going to have to deal with it." Um, and then at the end of this year, you know, obviously we're probably going to be drafting high. We'll, we'll go get you a quarterback. But I don't okay. that. Oh, hold on, let's continue down this path because this is all important for Dable as well as could be the Giants for the next five to ten years, right? Yeah. In theory, because you have Daniel Jones, you're riding him out now. Dable is is married to him for this one year. The next year, you have a team that is still rebuilding. Do you go get that quarterback next year in the mid in the early stages of your rebuild, a la Buffalo, trading that pick for Patrick Mahomes to Kansas City because they knew they weren't ready for the quarterback, and then you come in the following year? Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good uh, point there, right? When do you go get that quarterback? Because if you get him too early, and, and then you ruin a quarterback. Because you don't have the surround, you don't have the pieces around them. Look, right. this, this Giants team with salary cap problems, their their roster is not a very good roster. That's right, uh, and it's going to take time to turn it over. The key to me in all of this is you have to trade Saquon, Leonard Williams, Kenny Galladay if you can find somebody to take him, Sterling. Anything you can get value back, you have to trade to rebuild this because this roster is not built for success. It's not. When you when you're paying Leonard Williams, five-year rebuild. You're looking at five years. Well, I, I look. Every team is it five? Is it three? Is it four? You know, you 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 don't you don't know how long. Uh, you know, I, I would like to say the Jets roster was in, in shambles a couple of years ago, and you look at the roster going into this year, it's not in shambles. But this, yeah, is, this, this, is, your third, this is your third year. Yes, correct. But, but well, no, this is our second year. This is our second year. 
the rebuild started with Robert Sala as the coach, right? So you don't this think it started the year before with uh, well, Gates was still, or Gates was still there. No, no, no. The no I, 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 well, hold on, CBD. In, in in all fairness, that year when Adam Gates was there, right, the free agents that you signed, you signed them to these one year deals because in, in Joe Douglas's mind, I didn't want to be saddled with these guys long term, and I'm trying to get us out of salary cap. That's the same thing that's going on with the Giants now. Right. So, but only only difference is that Dable is sitting in the seat where Gase was, and Dable will be in the seat where Salah is. Yes. Joe Joe Douglas set that team up so he could fire Adam Gase and do what he needed to do to to move this to move that franchise forward. I think with with um, the new GM Shown is that how you pronounce yep. his last name Shown yep. um, and Dable they they're going to have a little bit of a leash because they got. I think the Mara family is grounded enough to know that their roster with the previous GM and what he did, Gettleman, put this franchise in a bad spot. Yeah. And and what you said of making it five years, it could very well be all of five years. But, you know, then when it's five years, all your young talent is up for free agency. So it gets tricky, right, when you, when you do a rebuild of where, where you're going to have your money to – um, to resign, you know your draft picks, but you know, this, you, you know what gets even trickier. You're in the Big Apple. In the sure. Media. Oh, I know. <laughs> we'll have no mercy. Uh, you know, on the G men. Yeah, so well, it, 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 and, and that's and that's unfortunate. It comes with the territory. If you don't win, the uh, the fan base is very quickly to speak up um, to say we want this person out, and then once. Once the radio personnel get on that that bandwagon, it, it's awful. And New yeah. York is a tough, tough sports town um, uh, when it's not going your well, going your way. And so, I do think Brian Dable and Sean uh, will have uh, will have a leash uh, to turn this this franchise around, uh, unless they just both show ineptness at the position, right? Because it takes time to turn over a roster. Right, it doesn't happen overnight. But what you have to see is that the pieces that you're adding are adding value, even though they don't—they're not getting you where you want to vote. But you see that they have that potential as you turn over that roster. And um, yeah, you have to trust the process. That's a phrase that so many people use, and and I know that got you there in Buffalo, and and, and obviously. It worked in Buffalo. It doesn't always work at every spot you go to where it says trust the process, right? The Jets had a guy named Rich Kotite, trust the process. My butt, trust the process. I mean, it was the first coach in Jet history, right? Um, so it, it worked for Buffalo. I don't know if it's going to work for the Giants, but at the end of the day, you have to give the GM and the coach a couple of years to flush it out. As the owner, you really have to sit back and as you're losing, do you see the – What's that? The the purple lining or whatever they call it, or the that that phrase, the purple lining or the blue lining. I don't know uh, that that catchphrase that people use. But is there light at the end of the tunnel? And do you see that in your roster? And that's something that the 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 Maher family will have to figure out uh, as they're going through this rebuild because we've seen it with teams where they've cut bait after one year. Maybe not with the GM, but with the coach. Right? We've seen people get cut after one year. I don't think the Giants are that. I, unless Brian Dable 
is God, who was that coach with the Giants? Oh my God, he was a disaster. The guy before Joe Judge. Oh my God. It I had the name on the tip of my tongue and it, and it just escaped. Oh, you want to talk about a uh, person I went to the podium and di- didn't know what the heck he was talking about. It was so bad. They had to get rid of him really quickly because he was that bad um, of a coach. Uh, and then, oh my God. He was, he was an offensive coordinator. Uh, I think he's in Carolina now. Back in McAdoo. McAdoo. Ben McAdoo. Yeah. He was a train wreck. A train wreck. He, he didn't even know how to put on a suit to go to the press conference when he got hired. It was awful. I, you know, like Adam Gase, everybody made fun of his eyes, right, on the press conference. Brian Dable, uh, Brian Dable, uh, Ben McAdoo got to the podium, and this, this, this suit was like six sizes too large. And he's like, I don't even own a suit. Like, they had to get me a – oh, my God, it was a disaster. I'll, yeah, you're, you're not going to survive here. You're going to get eaten. And, and, and he did. Yeah. And, but to credit to the Giants – they cut bait. Now it didn't work out with Joe Judge, but they cut bait. And and I don't think Brian Dable is going to be. I think he's been around the game long enough um, that uh, I I think he's going to sh- have success. It just won't be quick success. But I think he'll. You know, it's like putting my tongue on a battery. I I think he'll be. Uh, he'll, he'll be a pretty decent coach for the Giants. So Stevie D, uh, let's put some numbers to these. Yeah. Let's put some um, Dallas again finishing twelve and five last year. I have Dallas uh, sitting at eleven and eleven and six. I think it's only a slight uh, decline, uh, but I think that's because you, you're going to see some of the other teams in, in my view come back up a little bit. So, um, how about yourself with the Cowboys? Uh, yeah, I have them right around there, but I don't have them winning. I I have them as a tie in the division, um, and they're going to lose the tiebreaker. Yeah, so Philly, again, I think we both have Philly stepping up here. Um, I I think Philly, um, I'll give them a game this year. But next year, I think is really, in my opinion, next year is where um, I think they they wrestle control of the the NFC East. You, you, You like it this year. I do. I, I do. I, I, you know, they went nine and eight and I thought the off season, AJ Brown, Devonte Smith gets a year uh, into the system. Jalen hurts gets a year more mature. You, you, you bring in James Bradbury to help with it, with the, with the secondary, you draft Jordan Davis, right? Nicobe Dean. I just think they improved that defense. Their schedule is very favorable because they're not a division winner. Unlike the Cowboys. So I, I think they could sneak up and, and get 11 and six as well. And that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up with the Cowboys being that division where they had that one extra or the two extra tough games. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think it's chalk for, you know, uh, the rest of the division. I, I think Washington, I, I mentioned it earlier. I think they're a slight slide back. Uh, not impressed with Wentz and just the culture, right? You always talk about culture, right? rebuilding the culture and right now that culture is toxic just <laughs> toxic uh and, and that 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 doesn't bode well over there again i said rivera's on the hot seat at the end of this year rivera won't be uh the head coach of washington commanders yeah in agreement there yeah i agree and then we look at and then we look at the the giants i think lofty expectations to have anything greater than what they did last year um it will be interesting, though. I will say this: is to see the status of Saquon. 
because if Saquon, and all reports are that he's healthy, if Saquon is healthy and if Dable can can devise schemes to be able to maximize Saquon, that'll open up things for the receivers. The, the ones you were talking about, you got you have to get rid of. I don't disagree that a rebuild is in order, but all of a sudden this becomes kind of that wild card because Daniel Jones, we already know that he's not really a, a legitimate starting quarterback. But, but Daniel Jones can be a competent quarterback there in an organized type play scheme, right? You're not asking him to win the games. He is going to be the game manager, and it's going to be on the on the back and the shoulders, and hopefully he doesn't hurt the knee and the ankles of Saquon Barkley. So, I yeah, I, I just I don't know my my. I mean, it sounds it, it sounds good, right? And then they have to execute. And Daniel Jones, right? Daniel Jones is what Daniel Jones is, um, and and the not, who we said yeah, exactly right. The late great Dennis Green, right? It, it's look when you when you go offensive side of the ball, Saquon's the name. Kenny Galladay, they paid a lot of money for coming from Detroit. Sterling Shepard, when healthy, can play football. They drafted Kadarius Tony out of Florida last year. It's been a disaster. Who knows what that is? Right. Um, but you know what hurts? You lost Evan Ingram. That hurts. You lost your tight end. Uh, playmaking tight end, you lost. So that hurts Daniel Jones. But um, I just don't see it. I, I see the Giants maybe getting the four wins. If Brian Dable pulled the rabbit out, maybe they can get the five. But that's that's about all I see. I, I just don't see enough in that Giants roster. And they will be, uh, they'll be in last place again this year. Yeah, I, I could go along with that. I, I mean, Evan Neal was a great pick. Offensive line, it's you know, we got Anthony Thomas on the line, you got Evan Neal, right? You got two bookends there. Um, you got uh, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, although he was hurt in, in minicamp. Um, they got a high hopes out of him out of Oregon at pick number five, but it, that's about they, it. They, they they know they have my guy Aziz Ajalari, that's my guy because you heard it first at OW Sports, out of, another one out of Georgia, by the way. Uh, but okay, so CBD, we, we've gone through the NFC now, uh, and certainly we appreciate everybody and their comments, their feedback. Again, we ask for a like, ask for a subscribe, you know, just you know, hit us up there, give us your feedback as far as what you thought about our predictions for the NFC as we head into uh, the greatest conference in the NFL, the AFC. Um, and you know, again, this is the, you got a lot of firepower coming out of this AFC, you know, so we're, we, we go down that whole list. One thing I do want to make a special note of, Stevie D, is that uh, we are going to have, what is this now, the fourth annual OW Sports Fantasy Football League, right? So um, tell everybody, look out for it. Go to the website, owsports.net. Uh, we'll be uh, giving some information on how to sign up. Uh, I think – are we doing 10 or 12, either a 10 or 12 team league, try to get the participation in there? You know, those those that can't draft want to do like a 16 league over there, you know, just so he can get a quarterback and a wide receiver and a running back. Oh, let me have another quarterback. On the hey, hey, just, just out of curiosity, where did you finish last year? It's not about where you finish. It's about where you start to this year. And we all start zero and zero this year. Okay. All right. Yeah, that calendar turned. We're, we're done. The season's over. You, you, you had your opportunity and you missed it. 
you know, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, keep following. Uh, go to the website. We'll have some information there. I'd uh, love to see everybody out there. You know, try to join, and uh, we'll have a fun league. And uh, like we've done in the past, you know, we'll we'll make it. We're gonna. It's gonna be family friendly. So there, there's no gambling here. You know, so no money in there. But we will uh, have some level of OW Sports, uh, some some level of a price to to the champion, and, and hopefully that champion does not come um, from our show. Unless it's right here. Uh, the the one thing I will say though that I I missed in our first one. Every week we had the top score. Uh, come on, the, team, the top score come on the show. And let me tell you, those guys that came on, they talked more smack. And oh yeah, we had the playoffs. It was like the the Royal Rumble, right? Guys just going at it back and forth. That was a really good good time. Um, and so I don't know if we'll do that as much with this, but, uh, you know, just kind of going down the memory bank of when we had the fantasy league. So CBD, anything else for, for our fans, for our viewers that are out there? Come on, you know it. Go Jets, baby. <laughs> Here we go. Hit the button. Know, I, go I, ahead. I, I, I keep thinking that one day. I would know, be mature enough not to do it. The bills make me wanna Child. kick up your water. Yeah. 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 I'm going to that. It's now. We'll just go through all the toys, the bells and whistles. All right. Before you know, we get ourselves in trouble over here, for my co-host, Stevie D, I'm Vince, and we'll talk to you soon.